They called us monsters, so monsters we became. We are Monsters Out of the Closet. I'm Nicole. And I'm Shreya. Hello, Monster Mob. This is a special bonus episode of Monsters Out of the Closet. This month, we are taking the time to answer some of your questions. So thanks to everyone who submitted questions for this little Q&A. Let's start with uh, one of the first questions we got when we started this whole project, which is, did you do this because of the Babadook meme? <laughs> um. <laughs> for anyone who um, was living under a rock, uh, last summer, a lot during Pride, there was uh, an appearance of an interesting figure, uh, the Babadook, a uh, awesome horror creature who, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you probably should. It's really fun. It just became like a little meme that um, the Babadook was gay. And if I'm getting my uh, mythology right, it was because the Babadook, the movie, was correctly or incorrectly sorted into the lgbtq films section of netflix so when you like opened up netflix and went to the gay film section the babadook was there as a movie um so i I think that's the origin story but you know now now he's just uh, a prominent figure in our hearts and minds to directly answer the question, no, it, I, I don't think that was like a major influence in why we started the project, although it became like kind of a running joke as we were beginning the project. Oh, absolutely. I think there was even a time when we were going to be calling the podcast like Baba Shook or something like that. Oh my god, yes, those dark days. Um, and and an acknowledgement of, you know, the the cultural background that we owe to the to the Babadook. Uh, our Tumblr icon, I believe, is still the little guy. But no, we didn't do it because of the meme. We definitely started thinking about this and planning for the project well in advance of, I think, even the movie coming out. But it, it did wrap nicely into our uh, first wobbly steps into the podcast world. And so we there's a very fond place in my heart uh, for the Babadook. I mean, this project was something that we started, I'm trying to think, like, date-wise, like, when we were thinking about it, and would you say that this started, like, almost two years ago, kind of planning? Probably, yeah. Sounds about right. It was definitely the springtime. I think, like, a big impetus for me, like, kind of getting into the project was after the election last year, I really felt the urge to have, like, a formal artistic outlet. And I knew Shreya from years back and thought that we would be great collaborators because we had collaborated on projects before and it was always wonderful. So I knew that whatever we would do, it would be awesome to do it together. Yeah, I I definitely get that urge to do something creative, to like make something good because you felt that like the world was doing so much awful stuff that you really wanted to be a force of positivity and a, and a force of creation in the midst of all of the bullshit. And yeah, I, I, Nicole and I had been throwing around ideas for creative projects for a while, and this is the one that I think really caught our hearts, and so we knew we wanted to work on it together. All right, next question. Uh, thank you to Thara for sending us uh, some wonderful thoughts. Um, and one of her questions is, While I'm sure you both had ideas for where this podcast would lead, what's the most surprising thing to come out of working on this podcast? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I know for me, I I never really 
thought about how much the podcast would grow in scope and potential. I I know when we started Shreya, we were thinking of this as like a hobby, you know, something just for us. And now we have a Patreon where we're talking in the future about swag and live shows and what that could be. And I think it's just a testament to the podcasting community that um, everyone we've collaborated with, everyone we've talked to has been so encouraging, has been so positive, and they've given us a lot of ideas for how we can continue to grow this podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of inspiration out there for us as a small podcast from both larger podcasts and other podcasts closer to our scale of everything that we could be. And it's, you know, it's it's helped us figure out where we could go from here. And as far as other surprises... Oh, for me, it was definitely music. I didn't expect people to send us musical compositions because I wrote songs, but I never, I don't think I, that I saw that as a focus or something that could be featured on the podcast, but people have sent us absolutely beautiful, haunting compositions, and I'm so proud to have that part of the artistic world in our podcast. So that's that's something that really surprised me is the first time we got a, a really developed music submission. And I was like, wow, this, you know, our little podcast can have something of this caliber. I, I've also been really surprised by, like, writers who have found us and writers who have, like, acknowledged our work. I know for me personally, I always go on and on and on about Carmen Maria Machado's short story collection that was released last year, nominated for the National Book Award. Uh, It's called Her Body and Other Parties. I went to a reading that she did at Powell's Books over in Portland, and I was in the signing line, first one in the line, because I love her work so much. I had to say hi. And I mentioned that her work is like something that I draw upon when I think about my podcast. She knew my podcast. She knew Monsters Out of the Closet um, because I'm always tweeting about her. <laughs> and that was like such a big surprising moment for me. Um, so it's always really cool when we can find people who are more established in like writing circles who know that we're doing this work. Yeah, it, you know, it brings a tear to my eye a little bit to, to think that, you know, our baby is being acknowledged and is, you know, not popular, but at least well known enough for, for people to connect mm-hmm. to us and for, for people to know that we're here. I would say then lastly, like another surprising thing that has come out of it is I basically got my latest job with help from this podcast. In, I guess, submitting my application, my resume has some of my the notes about my podcast work, and it ended up being um, a pretty big factor that really shone in the interview. So for any of you podcasters, podcast producers, anyone involved in podcasting, these are really valuable skills. And don't discount this as some sort of hobby because this is real work that you're doing. So that was really surprising. And hooray. (laughs) And speaking of real work, our next question is about how many hours of production work uh, would we say that we put into each episode? And this includes audio editing, time spent reading and curating submissions, time spent wrangling voice actors and writers and guests and stuff. Oh, man. Um, I don't think I've ever tried to quantify it before um, and really, like, accumulate all the hours I'm definitely on the, like, reading, curating submissions and, like, 
interfacing with voice actors and of production. And I'd say like if it depending on the size of the piece, I could spend like hour, couple of hours per piece helping with editing, um, you know, going through all the different drafts of a piece. Um, so if we have two or three pieces per episode, that certainly adds up. Readers, I love our volunteer readers, um, but it's definitely a task to like match the right readers with the right roles to like follow up on them. And Nicole also comes in at this point and is, you know, making sure that our audio quality is up to standard standards in all of our volunteer readers' work. And she will sometimes go back and forth with the reader a bunch of times to make sure that both she and the reader are in agreement about where they want the lines to end up or the piece to end up for final production. Um, and Nicole, I'm sure you can speak to how many, many, many hours you spend editing. Yeah, I didn't really realize how much time editing would take until I really started getting a ha- handle on audio quality. Um, I had audio editing experience from back in yield fandom days when I was uh, recording Podfic, and I wasn't as concerned about audio quality as I am now because in in audio thick and pod thick you're not as concerned about like having breaths in between words or things like that but here when we started really paying attention to that it became like I would get submissions in from our readers and I'd go in and I would have to like clean out background noise um cut out any breaths in between words and um that can easily take about an hour for 10 minutes um depending on um what level quality the piece is submitted in. Sometimes I I do go back and forth with readers. Um, it's not too often because um, everyone is doing a really good job with their setups and their readings are always really great. So on the front end, once I get uh, an audio piece in, it can be a couple of hours before I actually get into like the more steady kind of sound design elements where especially for the audio dramas that takes a lot of time for an audio drama piece. Our first audio drama piece, Secret, it was a t- about 10 minute long piece. Um, not a lot of like sound effect and foley work until like the last couple of uh, moments in the piece, but a lot of ambient music and ambient sound effect. Um, that took me about six hours on my end and it took Lucille our occasional collaborator and and the author for the piece it took her um a couple of days well it took her about a day to kind of get the ambient noise in um and I'm not sure how the hours break down on her side so that piece probably took between 10 and 12 hours to put together we love our audio plays but wow they're rough on Nicole Yeah, Swipe Left for Zombies was particularly challenging because that piece, um, when I wrote it, I was like, yes, all of these sound um, sounds are very easy to do and are really relevant to creating soundscape. And I had a lot of like notes about what sounds led to where. And it was interesting because when I was actually editing the piece, I began hearing the sound effects and that would kind of guide how I would edit it together. So that kind of led to that taking um over 24 hours within the span of two days. It was a lot of work. Yeah, I don't think Nicole slept a whole bunch during that editing process. I think we talked like the night before and then we talked the morning after and she was like, yep, I haven't been to bed yet. And I'm like, oh my God, Nicole. Yeah, I know. It was uh, it was weird. I, I was like 
I turned into a vampire. I slept between like <laughs> uh, 8 p.m. and like 2 a.m. And then I was working from like 2 a.m. till like morning, like for a couple days. It was great. I don't know if great is the word we should use. <laughs> it was uh, questionable, but uh, an exciting time in my life. Um, and yeah, sound design length, it, it can vary on the piece because there are some pieces where, you know, you do a, an edit sweep of just the background noise and you have like ambient music beneath it. And if it's just a basic reading, then you don't need anything else, really. You just make sure that there's some good pauses and beats where they need to be. And sometimes that's just where I kind of like fiddle with lengths of pauses and things like that. But yeah, I don't know if there's anything else on our end. I mean, like uh, Shreya and I will go in and record the the blurbs and kind of transitions between the pieces. And I don't think that takes long at all. I think that takes about a half an hour for me to do that. Blurbs is not that big of a deal. um, Because we like bash those out and edit them and make sure that they're appropriate to the pieces around them and properly crediting everyone and yeah and then we just go through and record them and I edit them for noise and Nicole edits them into the whole episode. I guess then when we have the final piece uh what we'll do we'll go back and forth on that a couple of times like I've usually listened to it a couple of times by the time I send a draft over to Shreya and uh, Shreya uh, approves or gives notes and then I make any changes as necessary. That'll take like an hour or so, um, depending on the length of the piece and the, the scale of the edits and notes that Shreya gives. Um, and then I'll usually send another draft or kind of review it again myself. And if it sounds all good, we post. Yeah, I don't know if that gives a, an idea of kind of the uh, the scope or scale of work, but it does really fill the month in between our episodes, the rare weekend where we take off, we end up kind of like feeling it the next week of like, oh, we actually do have a lot of things to get done. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, to be honest, like publicity uh, does take some work because that is how we get pieces. And that is how we like acquire Patreon contributors uh, to like support the production costs of the podcast. And that take some time out of my schedule as well is just like making quirky tumblr posts that are the right balance of quirky but also serious but also horror but sometimes i just want to be funny i'm i'm kidding i'm i'm being a little facetious here but um yeah publicity does take work on both of our ends nicole on twitter me on tumblr both of us occasionally mm-hmm. crossing streams um because that's part of our production work as well Exactly, because like the whole wrangling artist thing, it is part of the process because sometimes we're really lucky where in our upcoming episode, uh, Haunt, Lossless is a piece that was submitted to us early January, thereabouts, and we've been working on it ever since. We've had lots of time to kind of plan that out and make sure that we have all the production pieces necessary. And then there are some pieces that get submitted, you know, within a week, a week and a half of our due date, and then we have to really crunch, you know. The, the more advanced we can get submissions in through publicity, the better it is in terms of our other uh, time costs as far as production is concerned. Absolutely. Let's move right along. Yeah, this is our final question for this episode. It was a fun one. Um, my cousin uh, is a teacher um, in Canada, Woo! a high school teacher. Hi, Marcella. 
she was mentioning that her uh, GSA students wanted to review a podcast and um, she was going to recommend our podcast. And she was wondering about our favorite episodes uh, that she could recommend. And um, I was going to extend that to us both here, Shreya. Um, if you have like favorite episodes, favorite, favorite pieces or any highlights that you really enjoy showing off to people. I mean, our first Halloween episode is really, like, our classic. It has so much content in it. It has such a variety of pieces. It has, you know, some just fantastic talent. And it's it's our first, right? And so it means a lot to me. It's very obviously themey. And it, it has pieces for lots of different types of people to connect to. Um, so if I was going to make a recommendation for like one episode just to start you off with us, obviously the first episode gives you a pretty good overview, but it is also our first and we've grown since then. For example, our fifth episode has our first audio play and our other piece has a lot of like interesting time skippiness um, and also some interesting editing work, I think. So, like, our fifth episode is also a fun one to go through. But really, when I think about, you know, favorites, I think about pieces rather than particular episodes to recommend to people. Yeah, I also think that the first episode is a great example and, like, sampler of a, a lot of the different varieties of types of pieces that we can have. I mean, one of my favorite pieces, honestly, was a song that you made, Shreya, uh, Rust. That one was featured in our second episode, Roots, and I always loved that song because it was just so creepy and eerie, and you have a wonderful voice, and it's always great when I, when we can feature your music in an episode, or even a trailer, because we did do that in some of our earlier trailers. I also really enjoyed, yeah, Lucille's piece was really fun to edit, especially because I... When we got the final product, there was like a part of it that I didn't do that Lucy took lead on. And so when we got it back, it was like a completely new piece because she had just brought it to life because it came to us and it was the finished living piece. Right. It was very like it was a very collaborative process. And it's it's cool to sort of bring that together with different perspectives rather than just, you know, the two of us. Yeah. And I mean, the, there's content in all of these pieces, which I think draws us in and and appeals to us, which is why we, we chose to host them, because we think that they fit some sort of essential, either like genre that we're going for, or I don't know, maybe a feel or an aesthetic that we're going for in our podcast. Our Patreon subscribers will know that we can go on and on about our pieces forever <laughs> in our commentary. So it's, it's certainly hard to pick favorites because we just, we love them. We love all of them. There's always something about any piece that we're working on, whether it's for the general feed, like an episode or an interview with one of our artists, or if it's for our Patreon feeds, like our episode commentaries or our Phantom of the Cinema movie reviews. If you're not currently a Patreon subscriber, I would recommend considering if you can spare a couple of dollars because those are really fun to do. And I know that this was like a, a weird experience, but our first Phantom of the Cinema, I don't remember if we mentioned this in the final cut but our original recording we did a two and a half hour long oh review God, of yes. the movie final destination 2 i just want to emphasize this to the listener right now that movie is only about an hour and 20 minutes right? so we talked about that movie 
almost twice as long as the movie itself. Um, and there was a lot to take, take apart. And like, we were going back and forth and we didn't quite know what we were doing, but that was like a really fun recording experience because we were just, we had a lot to talk about. And I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, Shreya, but I mean, like I, I could still go on and on about that movie. Yeah. There's just, it's so weird. And there's so many little tidbits in it that you can tease out and talk about forever because to be perfectly honest, it's not like a film. It's a movie, which means that they did not necessarily do everything to the highest artistic quality and left a lot of hanging ends. So I wouldn't know if I would call it a favorite thing, but I think that that's still one of my favorite Phantom of the Cinema recordings just because I think I was surprised by how much we were able to get out of it. And I I still tell people about like our two and a half hour recording session where we were just kind of like all over the place and we had so much good stuff to talk about. So yeah, if you're just one of our listeners on the general feed, consider also uh, sampling some of our Patreon feeds because there's some like really fun, cool content over on that end. Yeah, I, I am really excited and proud of our Phantom of the Cinema production because we like we have a lot of fun watching those movies and talking about them together and it's a different angle on our podcast that I that I don't think you'd get if you just listen to our our regular episodes or even our bonus episodes so contribute and take a listen I think you'll enjoy them too and on that note of uh, kind of supporting us via Patreon Our big goal by the end of our first year is to be able to sustainably pay all of our contributors. So even a dollar a month can help and you can help support LGBTQ artists by um, just going over to our Patreon page, uh, Monsters Out of the Closet, and seeing what you might be able to help us with. So no, no amount is too small. Yes. Please do help us support our contributors. And if you can, uh, rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Tell a friend about us because word of mouth is how we're growing right now. And it's really valuable to have your personal recommendation and spreading our podcast through the world. Yeah, consider following us on Tumblr, monstersoutofthecloset.tumblr.com reblogging our posts, um, our calls for submissions, or um, you can follow us on Twitter at pod underscore monsters and you know just keep hollering about us because uh we've had some great reception from our last episode and we want to keep that momentum going as we get closer and closer to the end of our first year speaking of episodes our next full episode haunt is going to be released on april 24th and we are still accepting submissions for episode eight creatures and episode nine liberate The submissions for those are due on April 29th and May 13th, so keep an eye out for those deadlines and send us all of your wonderful material. Yeah, definitely. And please note that we are going to start creeping submissions a little bit earlier because, as we mentioned in this episode, um, the longer lead time we have between a piece being submitted to us and a piece being included in an episode, the better production quality we can give you and the better episode it'll be. So um, if you can help us out, if you can find an episode that you think you want to participate in, we want you to consider submitting and working with us because we're really excited about growing this monster mob even more and thank you thank you so much for listening monsters out